0: Welcome to Destination Vacaville, brought to you by Visit Vacaville, the city's official voice for tourism. I'm your host, Melissa Reeves. In every episode, I will introduce you to the people and places that make visiting Vacaville such a unique travel experience, like seasonal adventures, agricultural tourism, family activities, craft beer, culinary delights, wine country, and more. Subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Destination Vacaville. Let's go. My guest today is Eric Dakin, and Eric is the managing broker at Dakin & Dakin Commercial Real Estate. Eric, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So you and I had this really fun conversation a couple of weeks ago that I thought was fascinating. And I thought, you know, we see so much on social media about retailers that our residents want to come here. And, you know, why are certain businesses not coming to Vacaville? The city needs to work harder. And, you know, that's not <laughs> that's not always the way things work. So we talked about that and about some projects that you're involved in that are doing some some major renovations and updates. And I just thought it was such a great opportunity to share with our listeners kind of what's happening in real estate in, in Vacaville. So so thanks for coming on and being able to, being willing, I guess, to share, to share what you're working on.
1: Oh, no, my pleasure. Thank you.
0: So why don't you first, Eric, tell us a little bit about you and your background.
1: Sure. So I got my start. I was an intern with the City of Fairfield Economic Development. A lot of my tasks were focused on commercial real estate, commercial real estate projects. After my internship was finished, I was able to get on with Colliers International with their Fairfield office, which is a large commercial real estate company. From there, I left Colliers and my wife and I started our own commercial brokerage. We're based here in Vacaville, our hometown, and uh, the rest is history. So I've been in this industry for a little over 15 years and I'm addicted to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know you're working on some really interesting projects in our community. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you're working on here?
1: Yeah, so two of the most recent notable projects, one is Polaris Pharmaceuticals. We sold them some land, so it's a pharmaceutical manufacturer, but that's not what you want to talk about. We're (laughs) We're also working on Alamo Plaza, renamed the ranch Vacaville recently as a part of a major overhaul or total overhaul of the center, which includes everything from facade improvements, paint, new landscaping, live walls, communal meeting areas, outdoor seating, and this was something that this landlord had decided to do and moved against the grain where most landlords were pulling back on capital expenditure, spending money on improving their properties through COVID. This landlord decided to actually expand on their spending on their property and, and rehabbing, revitalizing and, and enhancing their center. So with that, so we're happy with that. I mean, that's something that you don't don't normally get to experience with landlords all the time, but that just shows their commitment to to the city and to the community. And a part of that was creating a new leasing strategy. And you know, with vacancy coming back to the to the market and in our center, we really wanted to take a strategic approach on retenanting those spaces with businesses that were compatible that would also enhance the image of the center and provide a new experience for the city and for the community.
0: Well, I know you've had a really big one that recently moved into the center, I guess, a year or so ago that I'm really excited about, um, Serena and Lily. Can you tell us a little bit about them and who they are?
1: Sure. So Serena and Lily is a high-end furniture retailer, home good retailer, and we're very excited. They're somebody that we feel really started that momentum and, and really add, you know created the credibility For the center, for those type of caliber tenants, when you look at the other markets and other locations for their other stores, you have you know Berkeley, the Hamptons, Los Angeles, and then you throw Vacaville into that mix, and rightfully so, we hold our own, and and uh, we're known as a a retail destination. It is an experience, and this center is no different. So, in order to get them, keep in mind at the time that they moved in, none of these improvements had started yet. So, we really had to sell them an idea and on the vision of what could be and what was to come. And then the landlord took it from there and really executed and is continuing to execute on the different phases of the the improvements to the center. So with what you see now, the intention and and the purpose of these improvements was to create a more walkable and pedestrian friendly experience to encourage multi-store visits. So as opposed to generally you have someone who's going to come to a specific location for a specific purpose and when they're done, they leave. We want to encourage actually people walking around, parking and then walking around and visiting multiple stores. And we feel very confident that the improvements that are being made there now will will accomplish that.
0: Is there a little stage too at one place for some kind of outdoor music or something?
1: So there is, a, there is an area that can accommodate some uh, uh, live bands and live music. And there's also a children's play area in the corner near Rock and Jump. Uh, two kiosks, additional outdoor seating, string lighting, a trellis system, and all of that. So, yeah, it's definitely something that uh, when you're walking, it's the same distance of you know from to walk from one side of the center to the other. It's just more interesting, and it feels psychologically it feels like a shorter distance now because it is more appealing, and you have a lot more to look at.
0: It looks amazing. It looks like a completely yeah. different a, a completely different place. And we were so excited. I think you and I talked about this about Serena and Lily coming because all of a sudden in Vacaville we've got all of these home good kind of retailers that have come in between we've had Restoration Hardware for quite some time, but they've moved it into a larger location and Williams Sonoma Home. And then with West Elm and Crate and Barrel, and then Serena and Lily, we have this kind of critical mass with all these home goods stores that, right. you know, we're seeing this influx of visitors coming from the Bay Area that are coming to shop for their homes that, I mean, with all of those stores, it's been pretty exciting to have, you know, Absolutely. this the, this little grouping of all these really wonderful home goods stores. So I know the question that all of our people really want to know is what is the tower yeah. <laughs> and when <laughs> yeah. and what's happening in that?
1: So yeah, no, we we've heard a lot of the rumors as well. We've gotten calls from people asking, "Is it 5G? Is it surveillance? What's going on?" It's <laughs> it's it's nothing insidious. It's nothing ominous. It's it's really more of an architectural feature and something to serve as a landmark. So the intention, and and not to get too far into the details, but in essence, the ground floor of the tower is a restaurant, and it's a it, architecturally it's unique in the sense that there's retract fully retractable glass walls that will open into open up into outdoor seating communal in between Journey Coffee and the Tower. We have yet to identify or disclose that who will be occupying that space, but Rest assured we're we're conscious of and not wanting to have any redundancy in the food offerings in the center, so you'll notice that all the food and all the restaurants in that corner there, there is no redundancy and that's by design. So what we are looking to do is bring in something that's compatible with the other food uses but also give a new experience whether it's burgers, sushi, something along those lines that's not already not already in the center.
0: You know, we see a lot of comments about why certain retailers or certain restaurants are not in Vacaville and you know that that maybe our city isn't doing enough to try to bring those businesses to our community. Let's talk a little bit about about that. I think you and I hear the same too all the time and it's it's typically Trader Joe's and Cheesecake Factory yep, here. Yeah. We hear those we hear those I will call them out. Constant? <laughs> yes, right, it's right. pretty it's pretty yes. constant. You know, I I think this, there's a perception that our city isn't reaching out to them and trying to bring those businesses here. Can you talk a little bit about why those businesses maybe aren't coming to our community and and what those business decisions look like and that it really is not that our city hasn't tried.
1: (laughs) No, absolutely. And I can, I can attest from personal experience that I know that really all city staff has in an effort as a kind of a, a group effort collectively attempted to recruit those two businesses, namely. And so it's not for lack of trying and they continue to persist. Right. And, and more recently there, um, there was some traction being made with, with one of those two, namely Trader Joe's. So in the future, it it may be possible. But what I can say is, you know, the process consists of multiple parties within the respective organization, initiating contact through a site selection process. And what I mean by that is effectively, you have hundreds, if not thousands of inquiries sent to them daily from a multitude of jurisdictions and cities and counties and states throughout the United States. And so most of these retailers, they have a set criteria that details everything from store size to demographics, to the, you know, down to the individual person, number of people that need to be within a certain radius from that one location. And so if it't does if a property, if any one property or space does not fit all that criteria, check all those boxes. it goes in the circular file, it goes in the trash because they have to weed through thousands of prospective locations every single day. And as a part of that, keep in mind, the store rollouts for both of those specific users, both Trader Joe's and Cheesecake Factory, are negligible at best. They're anemic. So their pace of new store openings is one to three per year. So when you say one to three, and if at the most, if you're looking at three new openings a year, you're competing with, again, hundreds, if not thousands of locations. (laughs) So, so they're very strategic and methodical about their approach and identifying new sites and site selection. So it has to be almost that perfect, the the stars have to align, it has to be on the right day at the right time at the right temperature, everything has to be perfect for them to even get for you to get on their short list. And once you're on the short list, it could be as simple as once they come out for their ghost visit, we call it a ghost visit, when they're touring a property without the broker or the property owner, and they're going to go through and if it doesn't it doesn't meet their certain uh, uh, physical characteristics as far as accessibility, your ingress egress to the to and from the main thoroughfare, visibility, whether it's monument signage to and from the major thoroughfare, things like that they automatically disregard it, they toss it and move on to the next one. So there's multiple layers of the process and it's very, very competitive, every single layer. And so you have to be spot on with every single point of the process in order to get to that finish line and lease signing. But again, it's an uphill battle, namely because you know they have their own criteria. If you look at Cheesecake Factory as an example, just kind of dispel some of these myths and rumors that you know Cheesecake Factory will tell you, and they have told us that we feel, they feel, that Vacaville is too close to their other two stores in either direction, whether it's in Concord or Sacramento, uh, that it basically it would create a redundancy for them. So they'd be cannibalizing those two stores. They're not generating new business. They're just taking business from those two stores. And their operating expenses just go up. Their revenue stays the same. It doesn't make sense in the discussion. So it's not for sake of saying, guys, we disagree and we can show you how. If it doesn't fit the criteria demographically, looking geographically, it's an on starter
0: Well, and I think that we can right off the bat just dispel the myth that the city has not been trying to go after either of those businesses. Clearly, there right. has been a lot of work in both of those areas.
1: Um, Absolutely.
0: But Eric, real quick, before we run out of time, tell me a little bit about obviously we've got a, a kind of a shift in our economy right now. What is that doing to the the process of bringing new businesses in? Is there still interest in our community? Um, have you seen that slow down? Uh, where where kind of are we with that that piece of it, I guess?
1: Yeah, so generally speaking, as a rule of thumb, it takes about 12 months to see the actual physical impact of any change in our market or the economy. So when we we talk a lot about inflation and interest rates and things like that, when we start to see that and it's noticeable a change like increase in interest rates, when you go from three percent to five percent, then it takes about twelve months from that point in time where we reach five percent plus to see an actual impact physically on the ground in any market. But we have started to see a lull in activity, and we have started to see retailers, namely, uh, start to pull back on on their ambitious store openings. So And and generally speaking, most retailers, especially those that are chains, they have a construction schedule that's a year out. So they'll plan a year in advance. So in 2021, they're planning for their new store openings in 2022. So we're now planning and trying to get on their 2023 schedule, which generally about this time in the fiscal year, they've already filled that schedule for the following year. So now we're really looking at 2024. And you're playing that balancing act and trying to determine, okay, what is the economy going to look like? And what is the market look, going to look like in 2024? And you're trying to speak to that to sell them on any individual city and any specific location. So it has started to slow down. Money's more expensive. There's more uncertainty in the world. The stock market's very volatile right now. So consumer spending this, this holiday season is going to play a major role in decisions being made for that 2023 and 2024 construction schedule for new store openings. But again, everyone's very optimistic right now, but they're starting to become pessimistic. And, and you know, that's, that's becoming challenging to convince those who open one to three stores every year to look at a market that, you know, hasn't been proven yet.
0: So basically, we need to get all of our residents and visitors to do a lot of shopping.
1: That's right. Spend a lot season. of money. Spend a lot of money. <laughs> well,
0: let's hope that any slowdowns in in our economy and any potential recession that is short lived and you know not too painful, and we can get back the the thriving world that we were seeing prior to COVID. That's right, Eric. Thank you so much for for being my guest. Thank you for oh, dispelling lots you. of lots of myths about uh, what's going <laughs> on in our community. And again, just thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Destination Vacaville from Visit Vacaville, the city's official destination marketing organization. For more information on the people and places covered in today's episode and ideas for trip planning, head to visitvacaville.com. Music by Kurt Gellerstad. And thank you to Flora's Podcast Consulting for their work on this
1: and every episode of Destination Vacaville.